This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Come on! Let's get nuts! No, he doesn't do that. I know no, that. He doesn't. I improvise. That's okay. I was way better than Michael Keaton than that. As a, uh, as a former stand-up comedian, which Michael Keaton was, I think ah, he'd be okay with that. Ah. He's actually pretty funny. Is he? I've seen some I've of never his, seen... It's I cool. had no idea it's that cool. he did stand-up. I didn't read... I didn't know either, and uh, I can't remember where I heard it from. He was on a talk show recently, uh, and uh, it came up, and I, I was just like, oh, hold on. Uh, I think it was Norm MacDonald talking about... Talking to uh, David Letterman and asked, like, who is one of your favorite uh, stand-up guys or something like that. And I think he might have said, well, I always liked Michael Keaton. I wish he did more of it. Mm. And he's actually he was actually pretty funny. It was, I mean, it makes sense. He did a lot of comedies in the 80s. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But I never would have pictured him as being a stand-up guy. No, never. Um, but yeah, like, uh, between that, uh, all, yeah, like, I think... Uh, Batman was like his first like serious role, <clears throat> I think. Anyway. Yeah, that probably. I mean, like Beetlejuice was dark, but it was still a comedy. Yeah, it's definitely a black comedy for sure. I would say Batman probably is his first serious role. Mm -hmm. That like, I can recall. Yeah, because Pacific Heights was after Batman. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, this is the Batman cam cast. Be more specific, Kenneth. The 30th anniversary of Tim Burton's Batman, Chris. Thank you for being more specific. You're welcome. <clears throat> You're welcome. And welcome. I'm Ken Lebisky. That's Chris Mercier. These are sweet Batman shirts. I got to sport this one at this great man's another, wedding. Another Batman watch here. Yeah, that's yep. uh, part yep. of my wedding crew. Yeah. We all got to wear superhero shirts. Mm-hmm. Which was a lot of fun. Uh, I was Superman, surprisingly. Surprise, yeah. That's shot. I don't care. I got Batman. That's pretty wicked. Yep. You yep. could have gave me someone like... Ryan got Captain America. Awesome. James got Spider-Man. Yep. And Aaron, got, Aaron Flash. got Nightwing. Nightwing. That's right. Steve was supposed to get Flash. Oh, that's right. I that's knew right. there was a Flash somewhere in there. There was. There was. Yes. But anyway. Could have given me Aquaman. I could have. I could have, but the problem with the Aquaman is that... There's no, like, chest symbol. So I just have to just be shirtless. No, because, like, the at, up until that point, there was only old, old Aquaman shirt, so it would be, like, that orange, orange chainmail yeah. with, like, the A. Mm -hmm. Whereas today, you could get one with, like, the tattoos all over Jason Rose, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Still gross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those shirts would have been bad. <clears throat> Although now, because after... Aquaman, and you have that glistening gold chainmail. <laughs> and then you can bring that shirt back again. Yeah, so. that's wicked. Oh, Fuck, man. man, that was so that cool. Was so good. I know we're doing Batman. We've got to do a quick aside, because we've done this before. We've done Aquaman talk. We've done it on the campcast, but, but I can't. I, mean, I still can't get I, over... I love like, Aquaman. I bitch about trailers uh, saying too much, showing too much, I should say, but I am 100% glad that they showed that shot of him in, in the costume. 
In the trailer? In that trailer, like, when he I, does I that thing, like, he just fucking it puts a, the It was a love thief thing, right? Because you were like, oh, why would you show that? But thank God you showed exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Because, like, if they like, would have not showed that. love the surprise. Yeah. But at the same time, I was fucking pumped. Because mm-hmm. it looked awesome. Mm. And especially because you know that Snyder was the guy that was saying, well, we can't do that. Yeah. We can't do that. That's why, like, in Justice League, they did that weird, like, green, almost dark orange weird thing that I yeah. I get what they were trying to do because obviously people freaked out and they're like what the fuck I, we don't want Aqua Drago <laughs> you know Aquadrago. we want Aquaman yes and he's got a full like armor and stuff and Snyder was like yeah you guys don't know what the fuck you want yeah idiots yeah like some Dennis Reynolds like idiots <laughs> idiots stupid idiots <laughs> um, Chris this movie's special to you because I do believe this is your first movie you're watching in the theater Thank you for stealing my line, asshole. Is, was that your opening line? Stealing. You my see line. how I rolled in there? A thief. But yes, yes, this it holds a special place in my heart for a number of reasons. Uh, first is one of the first movies I've ever seen. It is the first movie I've ever seen in the theater. Mm-hmm. The second one, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles was my first that I remember. I know Batman. I didn't see in the theater because my dad bought VHS as soon as it came out and watched it at home. Yeah, but. This one, I don't remember watching anything earlier than that. This one was actually the first time, uh, so because my mom was dating Trevor at the time. Mm-hmm. This was the first time that it was just Trevor, myself, and my brother. We just went to the theater, the, just oh. the three of us. Just us dudes, you know? And I can't help but feel like uh, it was one of those things where he did it because he knew we were into comic books, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those like, you know, like, hey, let's go watch this movie type of thing. But, uh, but that was one of the reasons why I loved it. Uh, the other thing was, it's like the first superhero movie I ever saw in a theater. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it was Batman, who I've, I've been a lifelong Batman fan. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, like, as a kid, it was Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Those are the three growing up. And then uh, when I got to high school, or not high school, but when I got to, like, uh, Five Mile and started hanging out with uh, you, I mean... <laughs> felt bad for you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, you know. I, I mean, felt bad I had, for you because you were like me where you didn't have as many friends. I had, a, I had a pretty sweet DC Superpowers toy collection, though. We both did, actually. Yeah. That was one thing that I had was uh, that. Yeah, but the uh, the other big thing was that... Uh, actually, no, those are the two big ones for me. But that's it's also an interesting movie because when you watch it later... You realize that as far as Batman movies go, it's not the best Batman movie. It's not in terms of Batman. Yeah. Okay. Like it's a, yeah, it's a Joker movie. It's a Joker I mean, movie. Nicholson even got top billing. He got top billing because he was the top star at that time. Yeah. Okay. He also, like, but yeah, it is a Joker origin flick. <clears throat> But, uh, Touches a little bit on Batman's origin, a little bit. A little bit. Like his parents die. A little and, bit. Um, but then his parents dying was part of Joker's origin too. So. But that's that's the thing where that it's like, that's how they they tied it into it. So. Um, and they they definitely change things because this Batman kills people. Oh, he's got no problem killing. Not even like a flinch. Yeah, he's okay. got machine guns on all his vehicles. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, people bitching about Affleck, and then you're, like, Raven Keaton, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to talk about Batman killing, like, yeah. I think between uh, the two or the three movies, 
Affleck's kill count and Keaton's kill count over Batman 1 and 2 uh, are about the same. So yeah, Affleck's Batman is the most bloodthirsty in one movie, and I'm only counting the people he kills like outside of the dream. Yeah. Outside of the dream, because that doesn't count. No, that doesn't count. But like in the real world, he killed a number of people, and I think... Because he kills... Batman kills over the course of uh, Batman and Batman Returns, but it's not like... Doesn't kill it like I think he's only really killed maybe about 10, 15 people over the course of because even in the second one, there's only I think one, two people that he actually kills. In the second one, yeah, it's yeah, he kills the that big the, huge guy. Yeah, with the bomb. With the that one's blatant, and then yeah. it's Penguin. And Penguin. And it's like he sets it up so that Penguin ha- gets killed by the Penguin. Comes down close to killing Catwoman too. Good thing she landed in Kitty litter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm not going to get bogged down in no, the, uh, Batman I, Returns. There will be some Returns talk, but this is very much just a 1989 Batman episode. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> right away, like, uh, okay, so at, uh, very much, this is like, a, I, I, I like it because it's a, a gothic movie. Yeah. It's a gothic take on a gothic character. It's very dark. <clears throat> it's got, <clears throat> it's not a funny movie. There's a couple little comedic like liners, but I mean, Tim- it, it's it's coming down to it's kind of the same sort of uh, take with Joker with like Heath Ledger's Joker, where you're laughing at the things that Joker's saying and doing, but it's like oh oh oh, you're yeah. not like <laughs> ah, this is like yeah. Mark Hamill's Batman or Joker in uh, the animated series. You know, you're like you're very much like. Okay, like, I, I really, I yeah. really shouldn't be... You're pretty fucked. You know, like, when, uh, when Joker's looking through Vicky Vale's portfolio, and he's just like, nah, 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 and then you see, like, the, like, the dead body type of thing, and he's like, but this, this is art, and you're like, oh, yeah, that is so, uh, what is wrong with you? You know, like, it was just, ah, oh, man, there was, there was a little, quite a bit of that, but you're right. Jack Napier. Yeah, yeah. So like, I do like how right away they, uh, they hint at the the Bruce Wayne origin story with like right at the beginning. The you know they got the the kid with his parents. They go to see the theater and they get mugged and yeah. you're just like, oh. And you get the greatest lines <clears throat> of the movie and one of my favorite lines out of any movie to this day. Have you ever danced with the devil in pale moonlight? That's later though. That's later. That's later. In this scene, this is where the the muggers, like, they take the money and the pearls and stuff, and they're up on the rooftop, and they're talking about Batman. Oh, you're, okay, you're talking about the other kid. Okay, not the Bruce Wayne part. Yeah, not the Bruce Wayne part, but they mirror that. Yeah, they, they make they you mirror, think right away mirror. that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, okay, And okay. then they have that wicked, wicked scene where you've got, uh, not CGI, but an animated view over top where Batman has got a silhouette out. Then it shows him walking into the light. That's all uh, animation. But they did it so perfectly that if you didn't know it was animation, you might not figure it out. But I was like, man, that's really, really cool. And they just do that scene where he beats the fuck out of one dude, grabs the other guy, holds him over the edge of the building, and then he goes, I want you to tell them everyone who I am. And they're like, who are you? Like, I'm Batman. Yeah. You know? Such an amazing... whisper that he does. He was the first... Batman. Yeah, he was the first guy to change his voice for... With the cowl. 
Yeah, exactly. Michael Keenan. And I believe that was his idea, too. I don't I think, think it was, was his screenplay. I think it was his idea. Like, well, I'm and just then Conroy I, did I, it I'm right like away. this famous guy in Gotham. Why wouldn't I change my voice when I'm Batman? Yeah, exactly. Like, Otherwise, everyone's going to be like, Bruce Wayne's Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, literally, yeah. one person, like, Gordon has to bump into Bruce Wayne once to go, Hey, wait a minute. Hold on. We got to talk, because I think you're Batman. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're Batman. Yeah. Same build. Yeah. Same voice. You've got shit tons of money in the stuff Same he's rolling chin. around with. But the thing that strikes me the most is the fact that you sound exactly like him. I like how the Conroy did the same thing. Yeah, Conroy did the same thing. Where his Batman was uh, sort of like a low register, not quite a whisper. Yep. But like it was in the same vein as Keaton's. And then his Bruce Wayne was higher pitched. It was like, like Keaton didn't change too much for Bruce Wayne. No. He just, uh, he didn't whisper at all. Yeah. You know, whereas Conroy's was like, oh, hey, guys, I'm Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Totally a huge pussy and kind of a dork, but I got tons of cash, mm -hmm. so watch out for me. And then later he's like, I'm Batman, you know. But uh, um, I remember even as a kid being in love with the suit. Suit. Like, I mean, it still looks awesome. <laughs> it wasn't the you suit that I grew up with. You can It wasn't the suit that I grew up with. No. Right. But I instantly loved it, even though the bat had feet on it, which I thought, like, to this day, I was like, I remember even as a kid, I was like, I don't know about the feet, but everything else I thought looked great. Like, the black on black, it looked phenomenal. You didn't realize that he couldn't move until he got older. Yeah. It wasn't until he got, you got older and you were starting to, oh, wait a minute, because you're right. Like, he, there's definitely, like, RoboCop stuff where if he's fighting this guy and then he's got to, like... Go here to fight this guy. Yep. You know what I mean. Like that costume set the president for all the live action movies. Yeah. Even the Dark Knight trilogy. Like Even these the Dark people were all black. Exactly. Now, um, the original Batman costume. It's funny because even though it's a latex costume with like latex muscles. Yeah. It still looked real. Like it looked very practical. Because the gloves looked like they had gauntlet style armor on mm -hmm. it, you know. So like in this, in scenes where there's the guy with the swords and he's swinging them around, oh, and he's scene. just doing this, yeah. you know. You know, there's enough armor there where you're like, well, of course he would be wearing a like a cloth costume, yeah. right? Um, and even that design influenced uh, the way they had Batman look in the comic books later on, because then they started to play around with the fact that like. Yeah, it's a cloth shirt, but he's got armor underneath and stuff like that, like, depending on the artist or whatever. But, like, uh, the boots, same thing. The boots looked really cool. Like, mm -hmm. everything about it was really cool. And I, I liked how there was literally just the yellow around the bat symbol and then the yellow belt. And then he had all these, like, really cool gadgets that, in 1989, looked just future enough futuristic enough where you're like, okay, we're not there yet, yeah. but we're right around the corner, right? Um, which definitely didn't jive so well with Dark or Batman Returns because all of a sudden it looked like the movie was set in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, that was very... Uh, I, I don't... I still don't like... Like, I mean, I... Like, it's, it's the same director I and everything. I can see that that would be one of those things where, like, I know that after Dark or Batman Returns where... Uh, Warner Brothers was like, okay, buddy, we can't have you doing any more movies for us. No more Batman movies for you, Burton, because we got to sell toys, and you gave us the scariest, uh, scariest penguin ever. There's no scarier version. Horrifying. 
of Bite the guy's nose. Eat fish. Yeah. Had fins for fucking hands. Like dirty brown PJ things. Yeah. Like what? You know? But we're going to put set it in the 50s. Yeah. Set it in the 50s. So then when you have Batman with his uh, slightly updated bat, uh, Batmobile, but then his Batcave is all like, the exact same tech he had in the 80s, I was like, ah, it's too jarring. It's too jarring. Yeah. So this fit perfectly. Because I feel like Batman is uh, should always be just ahead of the uh, technological mm-hmm. curve, but not so far advanced where you're just like, like, how does, why does he even need crime? Because he's got so many gadgets that he wouldn't even need to fight crime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, one of my favorite stories about this movie, though, is the fact that, like, this was one of the first times where comic book fans got up in arms over casting. Because instead of the internet, where you had, like, uh, you know, Batman 4 million one typing everything of, the, like, the most hate-filled yeah. filth. Bold italics, bold yeah. italics. Underline. Fuck Ben Affleck. Yeah. He's a fucking loser. Yeah. And, uh, fuck uh, yeah. other people who Man, like him. Like, you should be Ben This one, dick. we had people like writing in, mm-hmm. writing into the studios going like, oh, yeah. no, Michael Keaton, no, Michael Keaton, no, 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 no. The guy from uh, comedy me? movies. Fucking Mr. Mom, you want Mr. Mom That's right, Batman? yeah, Mr. Mom is Batman? Yeah. No, thank Beetlejuice? you. Beetlejuice? Come on. I think Beetlejuice came out after. No, I think it was before. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. It like was a year before. Like, yeah. It was close. Yeah, it was, it was close. close. But, but uh, yeah, like, huge piles of letters saying, no, 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 don't do this. Well, apparently, they were really trying to get Mel Gibson on it first. I'm glad they didn't. Like, he was, the, like, their guy. I'm really glad they didn't. I <laughs> just, like, the, the more... It, well, he would have been better than Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. Batman. Yeah, but I, I feel like Steven Seagal would be the kind of guy who would be like, uh, I understand that Batman wears a mask, mm-hmm. but then they wouldn't know that it's me. Yeah. So, um, take this part out. We're just going to put, like, like the ears. Also, I need to sexually assault all my female co-stars. Mm-hmm. Because I'm Steven Seagal. Or he would have had the bat cow, but yeah. a hole in the back so the ponytail could well, still Well, you'd have to. Ponytail be flowing. You'd have to have the ponytail, because he'd probably argue that the ponytail has got some tied uh, mm. symbolism to his Japanese roots, yes. because he's an Aikido master. Mm. Uh, but, but before we get too far of Steven Seagal, uh, because I, I always love telling the story, my favorite story about Steven Seagal is, uh, aside from him being a giant piece of human garbage, there's nothing redeeming about Steven Seagal. My favorite story about him is how he talked a lot of trash and said nobody could beat him, nobody could knock him out. Yeah. Uh, one of the, uh, it's between Bruce Lee and this guy Gene LaBelle, as who was the real godfather for uh, modern mixed martial arts. Uh, now, I, what I've heard is if Bruce Lee's the father, then Gene LaBelle's the grandfather. So Gene LaBelle is primarily like a wrestler out of like uh, Brooklyn. So he, he literally goes, oh yeah, nobody can knock you out? Okay. Puts him in a fucking judo chokehold, knocks him out, Steven Skull shit his pants. <laughs> That's right. 
Gene LaBelle choked out the great Steven Seagal so badly, he shit his own pants. Did Steven Seagal also go to a, uh, a party that Sylvester Stallone was holding and try to pick a fight with Van Damme? Probably. And then Stallone kicked him out? Like, Probably. get out of my house? Probably. This is also a guy that, like, for the longest time was, like, you, they said, like, hashtag me too or whatever. He was one of those guys that would constantly, like, uh, was it Kelly LeBrock? He came up to her and he just literally, like, grabbed her tits. Mm-hmm. Like, it was no big deal. Like, regular conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, when somebody walks by and they go, hey, excuse me or whatever, he's just like, yeah. And then she's like, what the fuck? And he's just like, I'm just doing this again. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, my hands are so quick, you didn't even see it. Happen. It's like, uh, like, what was it? Executive decision. And John Leguizian was like, yeah, we're all on set. <laughs> I love the story. So we're all much. on set, and uh, all of a sudden, Steven Seagal comes in, and, you know, he's only in the movie for like 20 minutes. Uh, not even. Not even. 10 minutes. Yeah. He's barely in the movie. He comes in, and he's like, all right, so we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And I'm laughing because I thought he was joking. So he fucking kicks me in the fucking chest. Like, Roundhouse kicks me in the chest. I can barely breathe. And I'm like, whoa, what did you do that for? Like. <laughs> oh, I wish there was behind the scenes of that. I would love to see that. But I actually like that because it's like the first time we actually hear about him being like fucking crazy. Yeah. Now we hear all, all of it. Oh, yeah. All the horrible stuff. But like. Like I said, a sexual predator, a sexual assaulter, that's Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Point blank roundhouse kicks John Louisiana. Doesn't even like say, hey man, put your dukes up, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. He just kicks him because he's <laughs> laughing at him. Because I would laugh at him too. I'd be like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Did you read the script? Yeah. You're not the director. Get the fuck out of here. I'd eat a kick for that shit. Russell sitting in the corner just having a cigarette, not saying a word. Yeah. He's the star of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like Snake is sitting there just like, I'm... I don't want any part of Oh, wow, you just, you kicked that guy. Yep. You know he's in the movie longer than you. Well, at least you're only on set for a day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so, like, all the guys that they, they, uh, because, what was it, like, they also wanted uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they wanted, like, all those big action stars. Uh, I thought I even heard, like, Eastwood was was at one point thought for it. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? Oh, no, Eastwood was for... Darren Aronofsky's version at one point. Oh. He was an early r- frontrunner for that one. That'd be really weird. But that whole take on it was really weird. Yeah. That was one of the weirdest Batman takes I've ever seen or ever heard of where he would have had him be like an amnesiac and Alfred would be like a mechanic that he started to work with. Like, it was all just really weird. They did have a Black Robin in this take just like they had a Marlon Wayans signed up for Robin for this movie. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he actually... Uh, for the first movie? For the first movie. Really? They are going to have Robin in it? They were going to have Robin in it, and it was going to be Marlon Wayans. Was it Marlon or the... No, yeah, it was Marlon. It was Marlon. Yeah. And I believe... I know that he actually, like, they signed a contract, so he actually got paid... <laughs> he got paid pretty big money for a movie that they ended up cutting him. Like, I think there were suit designs and everything for him. And they actually had some how, sort of a backstory. I don't backstory. know how he would have fit in this. I can't remember exactly the backstory. Um, if I find the info, I'll do a follow-up. Yeah. Just because I was one of those. Because, like, That's he's, hilarious. He's like, like, yeah, like, I thought it'd been really cool to be in the movie, but, like, they, they paid me, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, like, one of those, like, uh, those uh, pay-for-play type deals or something like that where, like, 
you get paid whether the movie gets made or not. Yeah. Or whether your part... Cause Once you sign the contract, you're... Yeah, so... If they cut you... Like, that happens quite often. Like, um, Jenna Malone is going to be in uh, Batman v Superman. She is in Batman v Superman. In the, in the director's cut. Yeah. In the original, she wasn't. I know. They cut her. Although, they made such a big deal out of it that I thought it was going to be a big character. And then when you watch the director's cut, you're just like, oh, so there was nothing. It was yep. a nothing role. Why? <laughs> yeah. And an actress named Catherine Langford, who was going to be in Avengers Endgame, she was going to be uh, oh, Tony's daughter. Yeah. And he was supposed to see a, a flash of her. That's right. That's like right. Like Daniels with more yeah. in the first one. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so yeah. So, so getting Batman. back to the backlash. So yeah, huge backlash on Michael Keaton as uh, Batman, um, which I understand. Like I get that because like we sat through Ben Affleck as Batman. And while I wasn't, like, sold 100% on him, I wasn't like, oh, man, that's going to be terrible. I was sold on it right away. You know, I was like, okay, all right. Like, and I'm, I still believe that he's one of the best Batmans that's ever been on the But I'm also still, I like I said, I'm such a sucker for Christian Bale's Batman. Like, that's my favorite Batman. And I love Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, I hate, <laughs> I hate George Clooney's Batman. Well, George Clooney didn't even try it. But like, that's, that's like Val, Val Kilmer tried the voice when he put that on the cow. George Clooney just did George Clooney. That's true, but hold on. I don't <laughs> think it was George Clooney not trying. I think it was Joel Schumacher going, hey man, just just do you. Just be, just be the Clooney. Just be the Clunes. Yeah, the Clunes. Bat Clunes, <laughs> you know? Because, and that's the other thing too, like, I mean, I'll say this, like, yeah, Athletes Batman is better than I thought it was going to be, okay? Um, and that Arkham-style fight scene even though he kills people in that scene, he's mm. still amazing. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Uh, his Bruce Wayne was the worst part, though. His Bruce Wayne was terrible. I liked his Bruce, but his Bruce was in a different place than any other Batman we've really seen, right? Yeah, but he's also really dumb. Uh, yeah, they, they, do, they didn't touch the detective stuff. I think they would have, though, with his, uh, if his movie would have went ahead. I, I, I like to think that they would have. I like to I think, think that they, they would have. But... Uh, but uh, that's so. That's one of those things where, with Michael Keaton's Batman, uh, so like right away you know that he's he can fight. Yeah. You get that sense right away that he can fight. Uh, but they also don't dumb him down. They actually make him really smart because like this is the guy that like immediately figured out the Joker compound mm -hmm. and figured out that it's not one particular thing but it's a combination of things so if you yep. stay away from these combinations you'll be fine mm -hmm. and like right out of the gates they don't sit there and go there's no like hey alfred figured this out for you or lucius fox figured this out for you it's i figured this out right mm -hmm. so i like how they do that right away um one thing i do kind of like is his bruce wayne is weird yeah. Like, his Bruce Wayne... He's got a quirkiness to him. ...is not a uh, suave, like, almost, like, James Bond-type charisma. No. His is, like, this weirdo, <clears throat> almost aloof guy that yeah. other people are like, yeah, he's kind of a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like, what's his face? Arlo? Arliss? The guy that plays Arliss? What's his name? Right. I know you got it here. Oh, Knox? Yeah, Robert Wool. Yeah, outside Knox. Knox. Knox is literally like, yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. That's a great character. He's just great, period. He's a great actor. He, he is, really is. He I really mean, he is. plays essentially the same guy. Yeah, but it's always great. <laughs> but he does a really great job. But, yeah. like, uh, this is another one of those movies where I like how within the first, like, five minutes, we establish 
Batman. Mm-hmm. We established Bruce Wayne. Yep. We established Vicky Vale. Yep. And we established Alexander Knott. We also established Jack Nap- Napier. Napier. And uh, I can't remember. Jack Balance. Yeah, I can't remember. Grism. His... Yes, Grism. Grism. Now, Napier wants to be the big boss. Right. And this Grism treats him like garbage. Right. But, so. like, it's all within, like, the first five, ten minutes. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. You got it's all these like, characters. It immediately sets up this world that's familiar to you, but it's so changed. Exactly. Where you're like, oh, 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 I see where we're kind of going with this. Exactly. I kind of like, like this. Like, even okay. as a kid, you're picking up on this stuff and, like, okay, like, oh, the Joker and this and stuff like that. Yeah. I know that, like, I know that there are probably still people that hate that in this version of the character, uh, Jack Napier is the guy who killed Bruce Wayne's parents, but I actually liked that for this movie. I thought that worked. Did you want to read uh, Batman White Knight? That no. Sean no, Burke? I didn't. Like I know he Jack J- Joker is named Jack Napier in it. Yeah, but I'm I, I'm wondering if the, he did the whole Joker killed Batman's parents in that too. I don't know. I want to I want to read it. I want to see if you read it. Yeah, no, I I didn't check it out, uh, and I'm not sure why because I mean, it got crazy reviews. The art is fantastic. Yeah, I've always liked his art though. He's a great artist. Yeah, body Apparently count. A great writer body count. I think too. is one of the first things I seen him do, and I was just like, whoa, is it is it him? No, that's Body Jason count. Pearson. He did The Wake. No, I know he did The Wake, so we were talking yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the best parts about The Wake. No, it was. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Okay, so, so getting back to that. Yes, yeah, yeah. so getting back to that. Um, it's funny how, like, a lot of these, like... Man, like, even just... Okay, so Commissioner Gordon. This Commissioner Gordon is not what you normally would have saw. No, and that's Pat Hingle, actually <clears throat> Pat Hingle. Yeah. But I really liked him as Commissioner Gordon. I did too, and he plays the character through all four movies. Exactly. Same with Alfred. Yep. Michael, Alfred does Michael Goff. Same, same guy. Um, and his Alfred is also different too. Not what I was accustomed to from the comic books, and also from Batman animated series. Okay. Which came after this. It did, but I mean yeah. that's still more in line with what I'm accustomed exactly. to. Exactly. Whereas. Uh, but still, like, was one of those ones where it was really hard to top afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. um, just like just really great casting across the board. Um, but like, okay, so getting back, so Vicky Vale, Vicky and Bale. Alexander Knox are created for this movie. Yep. Um, yeah, because Vale was never in the comics, right? She was a creation for this. That's movie? right. Okay. That's right. I think she she showed up after, but years because she's, she's in that White Knight storyline too. She showed up right like years after. Yeah. Um, but I think even when uh, she was introduced, they uh, implied that she had a relationship with Bruce Wayne at some point. Okay. And may and, and knows that he's Batman, but doesn't really have proof or whatever. Because I had, there was uh, towards closing up, getting close to New Fifty Two. They had that uh, story arc with Red Robin. Okay. Where he was trying to figure out a way to get her off the scent of Batman because she was really close, like she was pinpointing and she knew names <laughs> of like Nightwing and Batgirl and Red Robin and he was just like fuck she is close yeah but anyway um yeah I mean Kim Basinger was alright in this I mean she was decent she screams a lot pretty much through the whole movie uh yeah but like I mean unfortunately that's what she was written for damsel in distress that's she basically was, her part yeah like she's written right away she's written as a tough reporter yep and then immediately, she's treated like a damsel in distress. Yeah. Um, 
and that's unfortunately it's signs of the times. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, and, that's uh, it's it's unfortunately too where this is eighty nine. Uh, so this character now has been around for like forty years at this point. Eighty nine thirty. Thirty. Right. Thirtieth anniversary. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, um, but you're also. This was also a movie that was marketed for comic book fans and men. Okay? Oh yeah. So they didn't really like even the and kids because they had a great toy line. Yeah, but like boys, there was no boys. none of this was for girls. None yeah. of this was even thought that girls would like this. Why would girls like Batman? Yeah. Why? Even this though that's insane. Dark gothic you know, take on it. Um, but like. If they wanted to do like a similar vibe with Lois Lane, they should have just watched the original Superman movies because, yeah, she is a damsel, but she's also a damsel because she's going <laughs> past where she should be. She's going yeah. to try to figure out, get answers. She's in the middle of these things and has to be saved by Superman, whereas, like, she's a part of this, but she's a part of this because of the what she does for a living, like the photography that she does. Uh, she's not. She doesn't do anything to drive the story. Mm-hmm. It's like Joker falls in love with her. <clears throat> yep. You know, and he's like, "That's the next one. I got to get her. I got to get like this a, guy out of She's way. like a Bruce Wayne. So now Joker takes notes of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, the. I almost feel like kind of got a little bit off the rails. I like that there is the duality because you have uh, Joker create Batman. Yep. And then Batman create Joker. Yep. So you've got that nice little loop. I like... Because that whole scene at the chemical plant is awesome. The whole scene at the chemical plant is that absolutely Batman awesome. Batman coming out of the steam. It's and... the first time that you actually really see Batman in action. Yep. So you get the first like really good full-fledged shot of the costume. Uh, plus you get the first like real instance of the cops finally seeing him and Gordon seeing him. Yep. You know, you've got uh, your, uh, your Bullock stand-in. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, the fat cop. Oh, Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Bullock, right? I I don't think he was called. I thought, I thought that was. I don't think he was called Harvey Bullock though. No, I thought that was. His, okay. I'm pretty sure he was. Again, he's the one guy I didn't put down. Yeah, yeah, I figured. I figured. I got Bob the Goon on there though. Of course you do. Hell yeah. If you didn't have Bob the Goon on you, yeah, I mean, Bob the Goon had his own so action figure. Man. Exactly. Like, he had a kicking everyone, action. Everyone loved Bob the Goon, and he had a knife as an accessory. Yeah. Nobody would get a knife now. A toy with a knife. He got his own fucking toy. <laughs> Bob the Goon. I love that. I know. Ugh. <clears throat> okay. Knox. Harvey. Oh, yeah. Harvey Dent. Yep. Billy D. Bob the Goon. Mayor. Eckhart. Eckhart. Yeah. That's Eckhart. Right. Eckhart. Yeah. Who's essentially just Bullock. Yeah, but like a crooked Bullock. Like a crooked Bullock. Because Bullock's yeah. not crooked. I don't no. care what anybody says. He's not crooked. He's rough around the edges, but mm-hmm. he's not crooked. Um, yeah, so casting is great all the way through. But yeah, so you get... Uh, that's right, because Eckhart dies in that. No, he dies later on. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He Apier kills him there. And, mm. then, and then as he's getting away from Batman... Yeah. Then uh, cops fire, and Batman deflects the bullets, and that's what... It's gets struck and then flips over. Right, into the... And I love that they actually included that scene. I mean, yeah, in this one we get a definitive origin for Joker. But I like it because it's similar to the Red Hood version of his origin in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Where 
he felt like he was a criminal and he was getting chased by Batman. He flips over the railing. Batman tries to save him. Couldn't do it. Falls into the vat of chemicals. Becomes a Joker. Yeah. So I like that. But that well, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is where he's all wrapped up and he's got that fucking. Oh, that scene's amazing. And he's just sitting there and like he's bandaged up yeah. and uh, the fucking like crime doctor. I don't know what you call him. Mob doctor. Yeah. And the mob doctor's shitting his pants because. There's only so much he can do, and he's literally just like... He uh, knows that his face has this permanent smile on it now. Yeah, and he's just like, ah, mirror, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, well, you have to understand, like, I, I didn't have all the, the necessary tools, where he's like, give me the mirror. And then, like, he starts unraveling it, and then it's just like, looks at it, smash, and then starts laughing. The crazy laughter. And which was great. Nicholson nailed that laughter. Which is absolutely great, because yeah. that's one thing... That you gotta have with jokers, you have to have a great laugh. Yeah. You gotta have like a giggle and you have to have a cackle. Yep. Those are the two. Uh, that's one of those things where Leto's Joker didn't have. Mm. He had like a like he had a good like a high pitched like like yeah. a, he had his cackle. He had a was, yeah. His cackle was good, but it was his giggle and his other laughs that he It was he more had. of like a weird grunting sound, right? Yeah. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was just one of those where, like, and don't get me wrong, I wanted to see more of Leto's Joker. I really wanted to see what they were going to do with him. Me too. Because I, like, aside from the tattoos, I got a heavy, like, Scott Snyder uh, Endgame vibe. Yes. Because, like, the way the hair was done, and even the fact that you got to see him in a tux, which I was like, oh, that's so cool. So he looked a lot like that version of the Joker. Yep. Um, and I always felt like, like, Snyder did a really good Joker. And I thought, like, if they were going to mind that, that would have been really good. But I would have wanted to see more of that. Mm -hmm. The gangster aspect, I didn't care for so much. But, like, when he was being Joker, like, when he was trying to save Harley, those aspects, I wanted to see more of that. Yeah. No, um, but anyway, so, uh, so this one here. Like, if you watch the movie, you really will... If you don't feel like this is a Joker movie, then... Okay, good for you. Yeah. But this is a Joker It's movie. a Joker movie. Yeah, there's a, like, a duality. There's a fair amount of Batman, but it, it's very much a Joker, like, it's a Joker from beginning to end. Movie. It's like, it's showing you, like, his, his younger years, his before Joker, his during Joker, yeah. the, end, the end of Joker, like, it's got his whole lifespan. His whole lifespan. Um, <clears throat> he goes through, he goes through a, a girlfriend. Yep. You know, kills her. Kills or no, her. she kills herself. That's right. She kills herself. Because she can't live with what he's done to her. It gives her the smile. But the twisted artist aspect, I thought, was a really interesting take on Joker. Yeah. You know? Too. Like, as a kid, it's... Because uh, when you're a kid and uh, you're growing up with Batman, you're watching the Batman TV show. Yeah. And you're reading the Batman comic books, and, and they're still it. very much in that, like, kiddie phase mm -hmm. where... Or you're watching Super Friends, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, right. you know, Super Friends. those, all of those things. So you're getting a really, like, like kid-friendly Joker. Yeah. Which is fine. So then when you get a now a Joker that's, like, gassing people, killing people... That news reporter? Oh, the one where the he one had he the, the quill? Yeah. Yeah. She dies on the screen. Remember she oh, sorry. Down <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she falls the down first, with a big the first smile. People, first person that he kills is As her. a kid, that was horrifying. It is still horrifying. When she falls on the ground, she's a big smile. I was just you like, know? And then, Whoa. like, the level of prosthetics that they were using. So it's, like, prosthetics, but it's also, like, a weird, like, wire setup that they yeah. had. Um, but even, like, Nicholson with 
without the white and green. Like, right, just when with you that smile, just got the, puts yeah. the makeup on, you're like, that's horrifying. Yeah. Like, that is so creepy. You know? But, uh, like, this, I feel like this is one of those where they had reined in Burton enough to produce, like, a great gothic movie. And sure, like, he took liberties with the character because Batman shouldn't be killing. Mm -hmm. uh, and even in Batman Begins, like, when he doesn't have to save him either, okay, you're still... Yeah. I, I know Nolan wanted to make it seem like he was his Batman never killed. But that was his one rule he would never break. But it's like, dude, you killed him. You killed a bunch of guys in the fucking monastery. Yep. Okay? Because uh, not everyone got out alive. No, no, that place burnt down. There was explosions for fuck's sakes. Yeah. You know? They actually showed the Razo Ghoul standing dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay? All right? But anyway, so this one here, he's a lot more lax on the uh, the uh, killing, but he's also, like I said, like he's, he's smart. He's uh, incredibly capable as a fighter. Mm -hmm. And even though he's never dealt with a character like Joker before, it's very much like his first shot at a supervillain, I never felt like he was really out of control until the end when uh, Joker brings down the Batwing. That was the only time that I thought he might not, not might not necessarily win, even though on the back of your head you know he's going to because yeah, it's a superhero yeah. movie. But like he never felt out of control until that point, because that's also the part where he starts. He's actually screaming as he's trying to shoot Joker, right? So he's losing it there. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> The only thing that I've actually realized now, and I, after watching this and, and just thinking about this now, is the uh, the sequence where they're going up the tower. Yeah. Okay. Is an oddly long scene. It is. And it kind of does. It's it's a weird. It's a weird placement because it's at the end of the movie, so it should be at the climax. So you should be like, ah, my God, you gotta fucking kill him or or stop him or whatever. But instead, it's like. Yeah, I guess you gotta go up a million stairs, you know? And it's, like, going up each stair instead of, like, grapple gun, yeah. fly up, right? It's a weird place, and I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's a weird sort of, like, pause the movie scenario. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Other than that, like, I mean, aside from it not being really a Batman movie per se, it's still a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Like I, I, I did. I didn't watch it again before this, but I watched it probably a couple of years ago. Yeah, I watched, I've been the same. Book. I watched all four of them, and it was after doing that where I made the final decision. That I'll never watch Batman and Robin again in my life. Oh yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't think I I'll like, watch Batman yeah, another either. I'm done with that. <clears throat> I don't think forever I'll watch I can rewatch. I, I enjoy aspects. I enjoy enough aspects of. Forever. I don't enjoy enough aspects. Mm. Um, but we'll, we can save that for another... We'll save that another, for another day. day. Another day. Another day, but... Uh, but, uh, no, this is so good. Like, he gets... The Batwing is in this. And then you get that awesome show, the Batwing in front of the moon. That's so cool. And well, it first, comes down. First of all... They got the big parade with all the balloons. First of all... No, no, no. We got to touch up on this first. One of the coolest versions of the Batmobile ever. <laughs> Easily. Ever. Iconic. So Easily. great. Instantly iconic. So fucking great. Yeah. And even just that was well thought out too because this giant boat of a vehicle yeah. and one of the first things they have, like Burton has him do is shoot out a grappling thing so he can hit tight corners. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, okay, it's got guns in it, but still it looked incredible. Mm -hmm. They tweaked it a bit for Batman Returns. 
Yeah. And it was a bit more stylized with the wheels and stuff. And it had the ability to uh, grapple hook itself to walls. Yeah. And I remember, like, okay, like, it's a bit of a progression, but in terms of visual, yep. the original Batmobile looked incredible. But yes, the Batwing and that whole sequence where, because the, uh, the parade has the... It's, the balloons are gassing everyone while Joker's bringing them in with the money. And the yeah, exactly. And you've got freaking Prince playing on the soundtrack. Such a great soundtrack. Yeah, such a great soundtrack. It's you weird. Know? It's weird that they it's actually weird. sat there and said, hey, Prince, let's do the soundtrack for yeah. Batman. And, and then he went, did like, yeah. a, like a fucking concept piece. Yeah. Like it's a concept album for a soundtrack for a movie. Yeah. You know? But like, just crazy cool. Really cool. But yeah, that sequence where now the Batwing is... Taking all the all his balloons, all his balloons, and he's fucking flipping out and losing his shit. But yeah. that iconic scene where it's the actual emblem, yeah, still in front of the moon, absolutely. Just like, oh my god, so cool, so cool. And he comes back down. Joker pulls out that amazing just gun. This keeps going right out and bam, <laughs> bang, takes him down. <clears throat> also, it was kind of cool because you saw battle damage on Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He had, like, blood all over his mouth and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, the costume doesn't get banged up, but he does, and I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was just, it's so good. Uh, Billy Deal Williams is Harvey Dent, which mm -hmm. I thought was such a great bit of casting. Yeah. That it's horrible that they didn't, they actually recast as Tommy Lee Jones. And I, I love Tommy, Tommy well, Lee Jones. Well, I mean, if Burden stayed on forever, <clears throat> she was going to. I don't like his uh, his two face, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But still, I think it would have been great to see Harvey Dent. It, it would have been, especially because like if they did it similarly, so that you now have this third movie about him becoming, you know. I think that was probably the first case too, where they uh, they cast a, a different colored actor. And you know what's even funny is all and it that, wasn't a big deal back then. All that talk about Michael Keaton and nobody blinked. That a black man was playing. How about Billy Dee Williams is uh, Harvey Dent. Yeah. You know, granted, he wasn't huge. He didn't have a huge role in this movie. No. I think no. he was in maybe three or four scenes. Yeah. But it was enough for them to say, well, that's Harvey Dent. So you knew it was Harvey Dent. It wasn't like Harold yeah. D. Harold D. <laughs> you know, or whatever like yeah. weirdo thing they wanted to do. Um, but yeah, so like I, I would have been interesting to see him as Two Face. Uh, yeah, I mean. Although, like, I mentioned the Robin stuff. I don't know how they would have plausibly fit him into this movie. I don't like, see I'm, how it could have. Like, I'm glad they cut They were it. hardly able to touch on Bruce Wayne himself. Where would they fit in? Well, I, I feel like they purposely didn't touch upon Bruce Wayne too much because their argument was, well, this is for comic book fans, so they already know the Everyone origin. Everyone knows everything. They weren't, I don't think they were thinking about it in terms of, like, uh, the casual fan. Yeah. Whereas now... Everybody wants the casual fan to watch these movies. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're going to get instances where some of the characters might be dumbed down or changed or whatever because they want more people, to, more eyes on the prize, right? Yeah. Whereas back then, like, I think they knew they were going to make money. I think they knew they had a surefire hit, but they... They didn't realize how big. No. That was the biggest movie of 89. Exactly. So they, I, I, like I said, like, I, I feel like they were like, yeah, this is going to be good. Yep. We're going to make money. Uh, we got a toy deal. This is awesome, you know. But they weren't thinking of it like casual fans. They just knew they had enough here that the comic book fans will probably go see it two or three times. Yeah, you know. It wasn't until the second movie where they're like, "Hey, McDonald's, 
we need you to revamp your McDonald's, make it more like Gotham's McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like the marketing in the second one yeah. is through the roof. Oh, big time. So now I can only imagine like when the finished copy shows up and they're like, okay, all right, so you've got like S&M inspired Catwoman. That's great for kids. You've got a nose-biting, fish-eating, golem-looking motherfucker as Penguin. Okay. Yeah. You have a scene where you actually electrocute a guy till he's a skeleton. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, sure, we had a similar scene in the first movie, but come on, man. Like, we're trying to people partnered with McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> and we want more toys. But back then, I mean, like... Although, that wasn't a big deal. Like, how old were you in 89? 89? I was seven. Right. And your brother was even younger. Yeah. And you guys are watching Batman in the theater. It's rated PG-13, and it's pushing that PG-13 hard. Yeah, no, it's... I feel like today yeah. it wouldn't be PG-13. No, I think that probably would be a rated R Because, movie. like, you had blood, you had... Uh, like, it's more violent. Full-on killing scenes. You yeah. Had, like, because uh, there's that scene where you had Joker... During the day, he had his makeup done where he had, like, the little... And he was in the tails and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, today we find out that the pen is truly mightier than the sword. And he whips it right into the guy's fucking the guy. throat. Yeah. Broad daylight. They don't cover that up. So no. you know he's dead. Plus all the people that bat at full-on kills with guns and stuff when he <laughs> destroys yeah. ace chemicals. Yeah, it drops all the bombs. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's still just... It's still a really fun movie to watch. It is a movie that when it it comes on, I will rewatch it. I'll rewatch it. I will Absolutely. record it if it's yep. like halfway through. Like I'm not. It's not like Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. Like those are really like Batman and Robin or Batman Forever is there's there are some redeeming stuff yeah. for it. Like it's I could probably still rewatch that, but Batman and Robin is the biggest horriblest pile of garbage. There's nothing redeemable about it anymore. As a kid, I could find some aspects, but even as a kid, I was like, this is not good. No, I remember, uh, we, we saw Batman Forever together. We did. Batman but I Robin. saw Batman and Robin with my brother. Exactly. That's and right. I watched it with my brother. That's right. Um, the only real thing that I enjoyed about it was that they were actually leading into Nightwing. Yeah. Because they changed his costume to literally be like Nightwing's costume in a cape, except that it was red. I loved that because I'm a huge Nightwing fan, mm -hmm. and uh, at that point, I think Nightwing had his own book at that point by Chuck Dixon yeah. and Scott McDaniel. Yeah, it was probably kicking off around the same time. Yeah, <clears throat> so I mean, I really liked I liked that idea. Um, although it's I think about it now, I'm like that red and black was probably what uh, influenced New Fifty Two's version. Yeah. Which I hate. I hate that costume. Oh yeah. That red and blue or black Nightwing costume is horrible. Horrible. No. Yeah. Nightwing should be blue. I don't like not only blue. that, you know the reason why it was blue? That's Robin Eggs blue. That's what that is. Oh yeah? Yeah, that would be right. So Robin Eggs are blue. Robin Egg blue. Yeah. So that it's now, yeah sure he's standing on his own, but he's a little bit darker to emphasize the fact that he was born and raised by Batman. He's got the Robin blue to emphasize the fact that he's still, he was Robin at one point. I was like, this is genius. Fucking ridiculous that suddenly you want to go red. Ugh. <laughs> Every former Robin has to have red, right? Yeah. Thankfully, they brought him back to the blue. Even though I, the is costume... Is he still Rick? As far as I know right now, he's still Rick. So he's not 
really in his Nightwing costume. That's so ridiculous. And yeah. It's, it's going on forever. Yeah. That's got to be, what, almost two years now? Uh, no. No, I think it's about a year. Really? About it a year. Feels like it was a lot longer ago. Well, because uh, in, uh, like, DC Rebirth or whatever, he went back to the uh, a, a newer version of the old costume, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he had, I think it was about, I want to say almost a two-year run before they, they did this arc. Yeah. It, this arc has taken a while, though. Like, I haven't even... I haven't even looked. I checked in just to see if he's still Rick. Oh, he's still Rick. And they're still doing that thing where it's just like, you know, Rick doesn't really want to be a hero, but are the ties to the past too strong to hold him down? Will he be Nightwing again? And you're like, every month it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I can't. And like I said, like as soon as they did it, I was like, this, it's going to go two ways. It's either going to be like undone completely when the new writer shows up, or they're going to keep some elements and mm -hmm. make him, like, a new version of Dick Grayson, where he's got a little bit of a harder edge, but he's still kind of like Dick Grayson. And I'm like, what? Dick Grayson with a harder edge doesn't work. No. You know, it's like, it's like Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like Spider-Man when he's no longer Peter Parker. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, you can do it in bursts, but it can't be that way all the way. No. Because the, the reason why Dick Grayson is so, is such a, well-beloved character is that he really is that cross between that Superman idealism with and the training Batman. of the darkness of Batman and that whole purpose of him is like battling with that darkness mm -hmm. and being like an optimistic guy. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I think season two of Titans is going to be even better showcase of Dick Grayson if they, because he's in a dark, real dark spot right now. Have you seen it all? Oh yeah, I watched okay. it all. Oh, okay, yeah, I've yeah, watched yeah. it all. Yeah, so he's in a yeah. really dark spot. Well, he's, he's part of Trigon right yeah. now, right? But so out of that, and I, I can't wait to see their take on the Nightwing costume. Because that Robin costume is sweet. It's a sweet costume. And I also like how Todd's Robin costume is different. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. just different enough. Yep. And I was like, man, that's so great. And Todd was great in that, that show too. Like, I really like that character and how they wrote him. Mm -hmm. Fucking swearing and... Yeah, beating the fuck out of bag. people. Yeah, like just a dirt bag. Yeah. And you're just like, and of course, like Dick's like, yeah, no, I get it. But at the same time, he's like, I fucking hate this kid. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Shit. Um, but yeah, so, uh, like I said, the only thing that really kind of is a minus is the fact that it is a Joker movie. But everybody's firing in all cylinders. Oh, yeah. You know, like, everyone's great in this movie. The writing is great in this movie. I don't really feel like there's any plot holes by any means. I mean, you probably could if you really were looking, but... I think, yeah, yeah, I guess you could. Mm. You could. I don't have a real problem with this one. Yeah, oh, uh, sorry, that walking up the stairs scene. That's the only... That's the only other one, but that's like... Yeah, that's of, just a matter of editing, right? That's a, one of those new things that I came across that I was just like, it is kind of really dumb, and it shouldn't be that long, and yeah. you're right, like, it should be... Or, like, why wouldn't he just, like... Okay, so the, uh... They send the bell down. Yeah. He sends the bell down, Yeah. right? Oh, no, he's... He, the bell comes down because Batman's already up there. That's yeah. right. That's right. But, like, I mean, why would he take that But long? once he gets up there, it's great. Then it gets right Joker back to being on the awesome. glasses... Who would have hit a man with glasses or a guy with glasses? Or even when he's fighting the other guys before Joker. Yeah. And he's like, he yeah, comes he up. crazy story, the flipping. Uh, comes up from, like, they like they look at the, because the bell is going back, and they, like, they look, and then his legs come up. Yeah. Pulls that guy down. He's dead. 
He's definitely not making it to uh, Batman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a paraphrase from one of my favorite lines of one of my favorite movies. Rush Hour. That's right. You yeah. Know? He ain't going to be Rush Hour 2. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a great blooper. <laughs> it's fucking like, fuck, man. That's so funny. What a funny blooper. But yeah, so like Batman kills all those guys and then he gets to Joker. And yeah, you're right. Like he pulls out all the stops. Like, uh, But I even like the fake teeth. Yeah, shattering teeth. Yep. I thought that was cool. Or uh, when he kills him, when Batman actually kills him, and it's a really cool way he does it. Yeah. With the uh, the gargoyle helicopter, and then he's tied you know? off to the gargoyle, and then it's just like poof, he's like sliding, falling down everything. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Finally, at the end, he's just like yeah. boom, and then he just fa- falls all the way down, and then you get that like constant like. Oh, that's so. And you still have a big smile on his face. Yeah, like. Ah, man. So good. That's so good for, like, one of the first, like, really, like, big budget action movies. And it's aged pretty well. It has aged really well. Like, it doesn't look... I mean, I guess it kind of, to a degree, it does because of the style and the fashion and everything in it. At that yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's one of that the things that... kind of dates it. That dates the it. The technology in the Batcave. Yeah, that, that, stuff that dates, dates it. it. But, like, but, I mean... Uh, I, I, again, I, I will say, like, uh, because of the practical effects, mm-hmm. it is aged better than yeah. most. Because, like, I, I mentioned right at the beginning, the, the scene where there's the animated scene of him, like, walking in the shadows, that's animated. The death scene is actually animated. Like, when he's falling down, yep. the, there's a couple shots of him as, uh, as Jack Nicholson, but then the further down, it's animated. And it's actually funny because it's almost like the cartoon a little bit, like in terms of that old school bit. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I remember I caught that and I was like, oh, wow, that's really, really cool how they did that. But, uh, like, watching that movie, like, and I think one of the reasons why I, I sort of, sort of, like, make some sort of minuses is because Batman Begins is such a far superior Batman movie. Batman Begins is so good. Origin. Yeah. In terms of world building, characters, I do love Batman Begins. Visuals, you know, like they don't lean into the gothic as Batman much. Begins is probably my favorite live action Batman movie. Uh, I'm still gonna say Dark Knight. But best Ma- Batman movie is still Mask of the Phantasm. Yes, that's my down. favorite Batman movie. That is hands down still. the best Batman movie. Yeah. Period. I do like the uh, the sequel to it, or not sequel, but the Sub other Zero. Sub Zero, I thought was really good. Sub Zero was really good, but Phantasm was great because it was an adult animated movie. Yeah, yeah. you know, like they don't shy away. They don't. They they don't infer that Batman hooked up with her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't remember what her, her name was. Uh, Andrea. I think you're right. I think it might be Andrea. Think so. I think it's Andrew. Yeah, but either way, like they don't shy away from that fact. I love that they created her for the movie too. Yeah, like that was really cool. Um, and Tom King's introducing her into comics next year. I know. I'm so excited. I don't for know that. if it's going to be the same fan, same character though. It's hard to say. But I, I. But just the phantasm, like the phantasm appearance as a whole. The, so awesome. Why did it take so long? I know, right? Why did it take so long? Because that is a really cool-looking costume. That's going to be a hot comic when it comes out. Really cool-looking costume. You want to get a comic that's going to be worth some money. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. That's going to be exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right. That's. I, I remember I'm the pop. first time I watched that movie, it was a, a double bill for me. So it was Mask of the Phantasm, and it was The Fugitive with Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. 
And to this day, I can't tell you which one I like better because they're both awesome. But it probably is massive fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great movie. I remember the end when he, he had blood. Mm-hmm. They showed blood. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Because like at that point, we'd watched a couple of... I might have been a full season of... Uh... Yeah, I want to say a full season. I think this came out... This was 93... So Animated series is 91, so it'd be two seasons. Two seasons, and we're also talking like full seasons. Like, this is 22 episodes. 93, yeah. You know what? Massive Phantasm was my birthday movie at the theater. That's right. That's that right. Was, that was the start of my, my yearly tradition of going to the movies. For yeah, that's right. Because uh, we watched it in the theater, Christmas. and that blew my mind. And then I wanted to watch it on video. Like, the second it came on the video, yeah. I rented it. That's right. Yeah. Well, for Christmas, also. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, I could go back and look at every year from 93 on and be like, that was my birthday movie, that was my birthday uh, movie, that was my birthday movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Three Musketeers. That was another birthday movie. Right. That would have been before Mass then. So it started in 92. Yep. Oh, Three Musketeers was so good. Yeah, it was really that was good. Such a good, really such good. a great cast. Like, the uh, chemistry between all four of them. Chris O'Donnell. Uh, what's Charlie Sheen. Gerard Depardieu. Uh, nope. No? Oh, no, that's... No, that was the other one. That, that's the, the Musketeers. The that's or, Man in the Iron Oh, Man. that one, yeah. That's no, right. this was Kiefer. Yes. Charlie Sheen. Yes. Oliver Platt. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, that's right. Chris O'Donnell. That's right, yeah. And Tim Curry was the bad guy. Yes. With yes. Michael Lincar. Yeah. Great cast. Yeah, great cast. Great yeah. cast. Um, I don't know. I got one more thing to touch on. Okay. Danny Elfman's score. Oh. Which is the Batman yes. theme they, to this day. Yes. Like... That is the Batman mm. theme. No, it's it's animated for me. No, I I think it's I think it's that Danny Elfman moment, and they still they bring. I gotta it back. re-listen to it. They I bring it back so it often. Like, wasn't it used in the Arkham games? Didn't they touch on it in the Arkham games? I honestly, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Okay, you know what? You broke, so I'm gonna break. I I feel like it's been used. But holy crap, that, that theme is so good. So, so, so good. Mm-mm. Okay, Batman 1989 theme. I'm glad we're going to get that comic after right? Probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> but at least it'd be for a, a legit reason this time. Yeah, actually, it's so good, man. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a. I think that is the Batman theme. Like, I love the anime series one, but Danny Elfman's one yeah. the first that comes to mind. No, that's Just right. That, because that growing, that, that growing, and actually in my head, I still feel that growing in my head. Though. Yeah, I feel like the like. Da, 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 and then when it hits, like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I remember they they tweaked it a bit in the second one. But I was like, yeah, the first one's better. Yeah. Oh. That's right, yeah. But then again, Danny Elfman is usually pretty good. He's usually pretty good, but he's uh, he doesn't have a lot of range. I feel like a lot of his themes, you can hear aspects repeating themselves. Um, he's not like... I remember in Justice League, I was not impressed at yeah, all. Yeah, like John Williams, John Williams, and Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, these are guys. Much. These are guys that write themes and these they are sound artists. different these every are time. Artists. Yeah, Elfman. I mean, I mean, he's the Ongo Boingo guy, right? 
Did he have a band called Oingo Boingo? I think he did, yeah. Before he became right. a composer? I think you're right. But just having a band name called Oingo Boingo doesn't mean anything. No, but I mean... I mean, there was a band out there called Oingo He started Boingo. off in a, in, a, in a band band, though. Yeah. He didn't get into it as a composer. And that's no, where okay. other guys are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. those guys were composers. That's yeah, like, true. this yeah. is their, their gig, is this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think yeah. he just kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. He knew the right people. Well, I think Burden, right? I, I, yeah, I think, think he, he started with, with Burden. Yeah, I think so, too. Because he think did Beetlejuice. That was just going to say, he did Beetlejuice. He, and he definitely did Edward Scissorhands. He did Edward Scissorhands right after Batman, yep. And yeah. Sleeping Hollow. And yeah, I think pretty much all. I was going to say, because even uh, Meet Ed Wood, he was doing the score for that as yeah, well. Yeah, Big Fish, he did that one. Yep, Big Fish was good. The Planet of the Apes, Burden's to Planet of the Apes. That was also a good movie. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I mean... I liked the Practical Apes in it. I liked the, the practical apes in it. I liked the actors that they got for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that. Uh, I even liked the twist ending. Yeah. You know, like because like you can't redo. It's kind of a crazy ending. You can't redo the ending where they find out it's Earth because yeah. everybody knows that ending. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then they they do like a weird time travel thing where it's like, well, how do the apes take over? Right. I thought that was great. I, mm-hmm. I actually would have liked to see the sequel. Although I'm happy with the current crop of the. Uh, Planet oh movies. yeah, they're awesome. Eight Planet movies are they're so fucking good. They're crazy. So good. good. Yeah, exactly. So good. So good. I can't wait to do a camcast on that one. Yeah. Really can't. Add it to the list. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, we gotta get to a million, right? So we, yeah, we'll get there eventually. Exactly. I mean, I got it's nothing but never time. Never ending. You got nothing but time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can only get copyright strikes so many times, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so many times by weird companies in Spain that. <laughs> Immediately write back and apologize to me and put our videos back up. Are you serious? Oh, I, I wrote them an acid email. Oh, yeah? Fist of Doom style. Nah, it's only fair. Yeah. It's only fair yeah. and it's only fitting. Yeah. Suck my dick. <clears throat> and on that note. Uh, no, there's no. Uh, here's here's a note. Here's a note. Um, <clears throat> I will say that that movie did actually influence the crop that came after that. Oh, yeah. The problem was, and again, like, studio interference would talk about that. If it wasn't for the internet now, we would have heard more of it. But Batman Forever with Schumacher Mm -hmm. was definitely studio influence. But not as much. Because, you know, they still kind of retained a little bit of that darkness. Because Burton and Keener were both signed on for number three. Right. Right. But they, I think they were talking about doing a prequel at one point. Like, Burton was saying, like... Or not Burton. Keaton was saying that they might have done a prequel, like a younger Batman. Maybe. Um, but I know the plan was to have Harvey Dent in it. Yeah, that's for that sure. That was his, he, he was building to it, so. Yeah. I, I can't remember, why did that fall through? I think studio interference wouldn't pay them. Oh. Wouldn't pay. No, that's because, it's because of, uh, it is part and parcel with the deal that they had with McDonald's, the Happy Meal toys, plus the toys in general, uh, and the fact that, like, Burton went bonkers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you forget about the 1950s setting of it, right? Yeah. But, like I said, you had the S&M-inspired Catwoman with a fucking whip, which, while amazing and awesome, like, I when, to know that she did that in one take mm-hmm. with the mannequins, yeah. that's incredible. But you also had, like I said, like, this ghoulish freak fucking... Uh, Penguin. Yep. Which I've never seen an inter an iteration like that since. Even Max Shrek was creepy. 
Yeah, but it's Christopher Walken. He kicks Selena out the window. Have you ever seen Christopher Walken not be creepy? Uh, yeah. But, I mean, Walken is Walken. When have you seen him not be creepy? I don't think he's creepy all the time. Just look at him. Just looking at him. When is he not creepy? Last of the past. Super creepy. He had those thick 40s glasses. <laughs> buzz cut, haircut. He looked creepy. It's creepy as the Sleepy Hollow with the fangs. <sighs> I love that movie so oh, much. That's such a great movie. I love that movie. That's so easily in my top much. five for Burger movies. Oh yeah. Like it's so. Oh, well, man. if we were to do a top five right now, it would be. Yeah, I mean, it's fitting. It's Batman. So what's if we do top, top five? five right now? It would have to be. Uh, well, in no real particular order, mm-hmm. but Beetlejuice. Yep. Uh, Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. You know he's only a producer on that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he didn't direct it. Still. That's a bird movie. Still. Tell it me it's... A bird, it's a bird movie. You know, it's 100% say, a bird movie. I feel like that's... It's also... It's like when they go, uh, well, the latest crop of Transformers movies, Michael Bay only produced. And then you're like, oh, yeah, he only produced? It's a fucking Michael Bay movie. Yeah. You got lens flares, odd angles, this weird circular thing where you're looking at their dicks from the ground up. <laughs> It's a Bay movie. <laughs> Tell me it's not. Okay. Okay, so... Okay, well then I guess I could take that one off the list. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that... Well, hold on. So it was... Uh, I also really like Edward Scissorhands, though. I love Edward Scissorhands and I love Beetlejuice, but they wouldn't be my top five. Big Fish. No, see, I've only... I, I liked Big Fish a lot, but I haven't watched it in a lot of times. You Big, know what? Big Fish is my favorite Tim Burton. I know, movie. I know that one is. We saw that in the theater. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing. And film. I remember, I think that was your birthday movie too, because I remember saying like, well I was trying to think because I was like, yeah, I don't know, Ken, I don't know if yeah. it's really good, and I think you might, and it was, but it was your birthday movie, so yeah. we're like, I think we're gonna go anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I'm literally gonna go year by year now and write down my birthday movies. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna okay. have to. Uh, okay. sorry. Go so, on. so Big Big Fish. Yeah. Batman Returns. Yeah. It used to be Batman 1 over Returns, but after we watched it a couple years ago, I prefer Returns now. Yeah, Batman Returns is the better of the two. Yeah, so Returns... Even I bet... though that weird period piece setting, it's still uh, better of the two. Yeah, yeah. Because it feels more like a Batman movie, you know? It really does. But, yeah. uh, okay, so... So that, um, Batman, and then, uh... Fuck, I had it a second ago. I was thinking about it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, okay, so don't get that... Fuck. I lost it. What, meet Ed Wood? I, no, it wasn't Ed Wood either. Sleepy Hollow. Right, Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And then Big Eyes. Big Eyes. They did a couple years ago with Amy Adams and Christoph Waltz. Did not watch that. Amazing film. I'm going to have to watch that. Yep, amazing film. I am going to have to rewatch that. That would be my top five Tim Burton's. Sleepy Hollow is amazing. Number six is Beetlejuice. Yeah, I don't know how Beetlejuice doesn't make the cut. I love Beetlejuice, but... And same with Edward Scissor. I love it, but they don't have the... Uh, well, Edward Scissorhands for me. Edward Scissorhands for me. You're right. Like I, I said that because like once you knock off one of my picks, then I'm like I'm starting to grasp a bit. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It's a rewatchable movie, but it's not like like Beetlejuice. I can watch like any day of the week, mm-hmm. any day of the week, and be like, "Fuck yeah!" Scissorhands. I have to be in the mood for it. I you know what? I probably yeah. No, I'm talking about Beetlejuice. Would probably be a touch above Big Eyes. Because well, I can watch them more. That's what I was gonna say, and that's when I look at it. Like when I when I, my favorite movie of mine, and because like I watch movies and I rewatch movies. Yeah. Like I am fucking a rewatcher, like crazy. 
to the point where sometimes even I'm like, you don't have anything better to do than to rewatch this movie that you watched a million times. Adrian hates rewatching movies, and that's the hardest thing. Michelle's the same way. Michelle will be like, "Did you just rewatch this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." This is too fresh in my mind. I'm like, "We haven't watched this in five years." I still, I still remember it. Yeah, it's either like Michelle will remember it or forget anything about it, but feel like she doesn't want to watch it type of thing. Yeah, you know, okay, fine. That's fine. Fine. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Although I, I keep saying Ed Wood, but I've never watched Ed Wood all the way through. It's good. Of course it's good. It's like, good. he had a stretch. Where it's he cool. Really... It's, all, it's all in black and white. It's yeah, really nice. exactly. Like, he had a nice stretch where, like, he really couldn't make a bad movie. Yeah. yeah. Frank and Weenie? Yeah, I haven't watched that one. I wanted These to. guys' original Frank and Weenie yeah. and then the newer one. Well, yeah. I watched the original one. Yeah. Because, of course, you hear it all And it was a short, too. Oh, like yeah. 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... It's so funny because he's such a weird dude. Weird dude. But even, like I said, like Planet of the Apes got a lot of hate and I don't see it. The only thing that I would have done... It, it got the hate because it was so far off from the original. So people were expecting that redone. Yeah, okay. But Which I don't think silly, it was that like, far this off. This is the guy though. that did Batman and it was nothing like Batman. Yeah, like I don't think it's that far off though. Like really what he does change is... Uh, well, I mean, the designs for the apes yep. are, is changed, mm-hmm. but I love it. Like, but I he, love used, how... he used all practical effects. Yeah. It's amazing. They looked incredible. In 2001, all, any other guy would probably go full CG. That's what they did. Yeah. Everyone did that. He was yeah. doing practical. Um, Guys in suits. Even, like, like I said, the only thing I personally would have done differently was I would not have stunt-casted that uh, uh, model. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that was stunt casting. And the her, argument I forget, I forget was... Her name. No, she was trying to act at the time. She was in Dreppin' that, that Stallone race car movie. Still. Still, You're yeah. trying to act or acting. I don't remember her name. I think it was Estelle. Something. I think you're right. Or Estelle. Giselle or something like that. I don't but know. anyway, um, I wouldn't have stunt casted her. Um, the, oh, the other part that they got the flack was because he kissed Hemel Bonham Carter's character. Right. And, bestiality. Yeah, they're like, bestiality. And I was like, eh, I mean, uh, they yeah. didn't bang. Is it? I mean. And it's not like he tongue-fucked her mouth. He yeah. just kissed her on the lips. You've been watching Star Trek and, and people kissing nobody, aliens for years. Nobody blinks when, like, yeah, you know, I, Kirk bangs a green alien. Or, I know. Or the fact that they always play it like aliens would have, like, humanoid parts. Yeah. Like, every female has a vagina. Whereas, she's a gorilla, she, she will have one. She will for sure have one, right? <laughs> or no, she was a chimp, though. She was a chimp. A chimp, yeah, yeah. Because it was, uh, was it Bing Rames? He was the... Uh, no, Michael Clark Duncan. Or Michael Clark Duncan, one that's right. One of his last rules. That's right. Because they had the gorilla as the, as, as the enforcers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you had chimps, you had orangutans, and you had... Uh, Tim Roth was awesome as the villain in it. Or he was a chimp, wasn't he? He was a chimp. He was a chimp. That's right. He was. He was the bad guy. He was so good. Bad chimp. He was so good. Fuck. That's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think all I would do is not do the stunt casting with that model wannabe actor. Because what has she done since? Nothing. I... Fuck all. I think that was it. If she... I don't think... If she did, it was like small... She disappeared. Yeah. It was that early 2000s where she was in a bunch of things and then poof, gone. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure who I would have cast in that role, but I definitely would have done stunt casting. Because it was stunt casting, because they they made a big deal of it. Yeah. And I remember just being like, okay. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I can see Burton now being more hit and miss. Now he is. But I think it's partly because of who he is as a director, as a person, and the studios. He's so into like this. He's more kid friendly now than ever. Doesn't he like have kids? back when Batman was released, you think it would have been more kid friendly, or was it? Yeah, but doesn't he have kids now? He's probably got grandkids by now. Yeah, so like I mean, he's been married to Helena Bonham Carter for years. I don't even think they were married. I think they were, and I think they actually—they might be divorced now. Or no, they were married forever. I think they are officially divorced. Yeah, but they're. But they're That's still. Like her, they're like, they live side by she side. She still stars in all his movies. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Because he did. Yeah, he did Alice in Wonderland. He did Dumbo this year. That's right. I remember Alice, he's doing Alice in Wonderland. He's doing, he's I did doing not these like Disney things. Now. I did not like Alice in Wonderland. Dumbo looked all right. Dumbo looked all right, but I was never really a Dumbo fan, so. I liked all the movies as a kid. That said. The fact that it's got Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito in it now is pretty exciting. I know it is. It's, so I'll probably. It's, I don't know about it. exciting. It's a Batman Returns reunion. It's not exciting, but it's it's cool. Michelle it's Pfeiffer cool. has been replaced by an elephant. Too bad they didn't get her to voice it, eh? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That'd be fucking funny. That'd be really funny. Like, why is this friggin' elephant purring? <laughs> <laughs> purr yeah, no face. kidding. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I do have to agree, yeah. Returns is the better of the two Burton Batman movies. Now it is. Yeah. As a kid, I always thought the first was the best. So did I. But I think now it's more or less because it's a Batman movie. That's, that's what it, exactly it. Like, it is Batman, a Batman movie. Batman, I'll always take a Batman movie over a Joker movie. Yeah. Hence why I probably like Batman Begins more than Dark Knight, because it's a Batman movie. But the only reason why I give that a... Uh, I, I say nay-nay, Kenneth, is because we had an entire movie... Of setting up Batman as a character. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now you ha- it's okay for you to. You're, cause, and that's the other thing. They're still establishing Bruce Wayne and Batman and that duality mm-hmm. and him wrestling with being both at the same time. Yeah. But it's not a focal point anymore because it doesn't have to be. Now it's just part of his character, right? So then you can do a big thing on uh, Joker because Spider Man 2 does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, we built up Spider-Man and Peter Parker and yeah. that whole thing. So now all we do is we just hammer it in and say, no, 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 it's still a problem. Yeah. His life isn't any better because he's Spider-Man. But now we can also say, but this is also a Dr. Octopus movie. Because you could argue that that's a Dr. Octopus movie it more is. than a Spider-Man movie. They just blend it really well. Yeah, it is well blended. Yeah. Uh, X-Men 2, same thing. We've already established all the core X-Men characters. Yeah. We hammer it home. It's the same core, just a little bit different because it's a little bit more removed. Mm-hmm. Now we can introduce these new characters. Yep. And everything's okay. It's a striker movie. See what I mean? Your argument is... <laughs> out of there! Yeah, that was a good hit. Yeah, that was a fucking good yeah, hit. That was a good one. Yeah, and I'm right-handed, so I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Fluke. Well, I'm done with Batman. How about you, man? I will say one more final thing. Mm. Excellent shirt. Oh, thank you. Thank you for purchasing for me. You're welcome. Also, excellent shirt. I also purchased this shirt. Good for you. (laughs) Round of Batman shirts for all. I still am waiting for the Nightwing version of this one to be back on on the website. Which you already own. You just want to rebuy it, right? No, 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 no. Oh. No, no. It's this, but blue. Oh. And then it's still distressed. Yeah. So it's the same color blue. Like, it's not like 
Robin's egg blue, but yes. it's like a navy blue. Yeah. But other than that, gray, this, that, I was, I'm, I'm waiting for it to just. I got it on a notification. So when it just when back it in stock, it, when it's like, restock, I'll just buy. It. I don't care. Cart. I'll buy it. I yeah. don't care. Shipping one hundred dollars. Ouch, that hurts. Okay. The Nightwing is actually that one will be a lot easier to replace. Yeah. It's the Winter Soldier one. That's the one you're talking about. That's the one, and I thought I actually thought that they would re-release the shirt because of Endgame. But no. Yeah, sure. He's only in it for five minutes. But he's in it. And it was awesome that he did it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, he, they were doing a kill mission, so he did not want to wear his red and blue, red, white, and blue Captain America suit. He was wearing his stealth suit. So I was like, that's genius. That that's is genius. genius. All right. Hey, uh, can we be seen on YouTube? Yes. Can we be seen on uh, Facebook? Yes. Can we be seen on Instagram? Yes. Can we be seen on uh, SoundCloud? We can be heard on SoundCloud. You can be seen on SoundCloud because you do have a little bit of a picture. There's a little image. A little thumbnail. A little thumbnail. Yes. That's Same with right. iTunes. That's right, right. Because we can also be heard on iTunes. Yes. And then seen on Twitter. Yes. Always Where on Twitter. I tweet. You tweet. I tweet. Yeah. You I tweet, tweet a quite lot. a bit, actually. On Twitter. You're also an Instagrammer as well. Yes. You know, yes. I got to keep it up. You're uh, you're one with the kids. I got cool to kids. be. I, I to am be. not. We're not on Snapchat. No. No. I'm going to try to never do that one. That'll be a weird one. Yeah. Be a weird Today one. we're going to film the whole video with this dog filter. Yeah. Say yeah. rough. It, I guess it would have to rough, be like rough. a Batman filter. <laughs> yes. Or something to That'd that. That'd be cool. Fact. Yeah. I went on Snapchat once when they had a King Kong filter. Oh, yeah? Actually, recently when That's they fun. did the uh, the gender flip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did that one too. Yeah, I look like I my Auntie one. Linda. Okay. And shout out to my aunt because she watches all our videos. She tells me this every time. Oh, really? She watches them all. Thanks even, for watching every single one. -bombs. I love you. You're the prettiest hands ever. Right back at you. So, uh, yeah. That's the 30th anniversary Batman episode. Again. I'm, we're quite happy with it. Three years. Yeah. Damn, we're getting old, man. You know what's funny? Because you're like, how old were you when you watched that movie? And I actually, this is how I did the math. I went, I was born in 82. Mm -hmm. And it was 89. Yes. Instead of subtracting 30... Mm -hmm. From my actual age. Did you figure that out? Seven. I was seven because I'm 30 fucking seven. Well, I'm turning 37. But you did think it was four years ago that it was released. Yeah. Which was, was interesting because you were born after that. It was close enough, though. Mm. I don't you're know rounding. Reason. You're rounding by decades. Yeah, I'm not even sure. And that's good. I, I fucked up. That's good. Okay? I fucked up. I'm human. All right? <laughs> I'm not uh, not a perfect man. I don't know. You're I don't pretty, even try to be damn close. I just try to be good. That's it. You're like Dick Grayson. Yeah, I would say. You're the Canadian Dick Grayson. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why we have to bring uh, national nationalities into this. I could just be the real Dick Grayson. You could be. Without any gymnastic training. Or yeah. Any All of, the of that various stuff. training that Batman does. But the spirit. Being the raised, spirit. raised in a cat, or a bat cave. A cat, <laughs> a cat cave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. right well, I'm Ken That's Chris Mercier. Thank this you so much, has been a great Panthers. episode of the Cancast, and in the words of Joker, never rub another man's rhubarb. That is actually really good advice. Mm -hmm. Very good advice. These pancakes are delicious.